everybody before we begin i just wanted to point out uh this episode came a little shorter than i expected so we'll actually be having a little bonus scene uh something that was done in episode 11 uh the scene where kevin actually goes and purchases the clothing uh for jaeger where eventually uh kevin himself wore it so be sure to listen to the very end to get that bonus uh, as we also have a few announcements at the end. This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on dice benders. The law states that this is private property and you cannot be allowed inside without a permit. Fine, I'll be back. Jaeger, can you keep an eye on things? I'm gonna go to the police station. Oh, sure thing. Iroh, make sure he doesn't do something stupid. So, I hop over the fence. It feels as though your blood is pulling you down into the ground. To you guys on set, I'm Detective Caden. There were two murders that happened within the city today. Do you know anything about that? Right now, my duty is to the missing people and to the missing spirit. You bring him in, I could see what I could do about getting you a warrant. I'm not letting you get Jaeger. We have witnesses saying that you were the cause of incidences where people were injured in car accidents. So you turn around, you are led by two other officers. Um, the room, the air in the room is still just as thick as it was. Instead of taking you to the detective's room, and as you are walking past it, you do glance and you see he's just in, on it. Uh, he's sitting on his chair, kind of looking out his uh, out his window, uh, looking at you as you as you walk by with the two officers on each of one on each of your sides. They take you into an interrogation room of sorts, one that has just that big. Uh, it's a wooden table, uh, wooden chairs, a glass wall that you can't see through, and then um, the same wall that's facing the door that you just came in from. It has a small. Is the door window. still open? The door that they're walking you into the investigation room. Yep. They open it for you to walk in. Uh, I sneeze. You. you <laughs> Wait a minute. You sneeze. You'll be blowing them back into the officer's room. Sure. Uh, I sneeze. Roll, roll me... Man, what would that even be? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I got a promise uh, I gotta keep. Nature? Uh, roll oh. me... Uh, a spell attack roll. Alright. Natural 20! Oh my god, you sneeze. You blow the two officers that were walking you into the room off of you. It's still only the 10 feet, but you blow them right on their asses. No one is holding you. Uh, a bunch of the officers get up in alert mode. Um, some of them even start standing up to start doing motions with their hands. Uh -oh. I can't believe I'm actually doing this, and it's literally tearing me up inside, but I am going to book it. Where are you booking it? I am going to book it to a window. 
That makes sense. There is a window in this room. Um, I'm going to book it towards a window, and as I do so, I'm going to try to bring out my glider. And, uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to get to Jaeger as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, spin that chi and roll a... A natural 20 and a natural 10. I was going to say this isn't done with disadvantage because you are very focused on the task that you're doing right now. Oh, okay. Should I re-roll then? No. Um, I think it's actually... I'll take a 10. Perfectly, I was going to say it's perfectly fitting for that natural 20. Um, oh, okay. You throw the glider out the window, it pauses in the air, opens up into the glider, and you, like a noodle through a tube, fly yourself out of the window, grab onto the glider, and fly away. Cut to Jaeger. Yay. How are you feeling on the ground being blood bended into the dirt? I feel like if it lasts more than four hours, I should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the the one that is blood bending on you twists its crooked fingers and gets you to kneel down on the ground. Uh, your hands they force behind your back. Uh, one of the earthbenders comes up. Ha they have some metal and they clamp it around your your wrists, basically constricting you into and uh, uh, holding your wrists together. Another, now you can tell, as a waterbender walks up and freezes your hands together. So you've got the braces and ice holding your hands in place. One of them puts a sack oh. over your head. And what are, what are your thoughts as this is happening? I'm thinking this is serious business. This is intense. As you think but that... But my plan to infiltrate has succeeded. <laughs> that is on the bright side of things. You feel, oh, yeah. you feel yourself being blood-bended up back to your feet with a sack over your head and your about to take your first step with this uh, this waterbender is puppeteering you towards and you hear <laughs> as oh. a thunderous clap onto the ground and you Dog. you don't yeah what's up I was actually trying to text you real quick too but I sent it to the wrong person if Iro is upset about what's going on, he's going to ca uh, use air blast, which is a twenty foot, uh, twenty five foot cone, before they yeah. had a chance to put the manacles on. I am looking at it already. Yeah, I already planned for him to interject. All right. <laughs> I honestly uh, didn't expect that. I completely forgot. Giving I away my plan here, dude. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I was trying to. I was trying to play as Iroh. I didn't know you were gonna do it. My bad. No, I, I'm playing as him, and it is perfectly fitting. He rolled a nat twenty on his air blast <laughs> as he lands onto the ground, turns and swings his tail down. A blast of air hitting all of the people that were surrounding you, Jaeger, uh, and you are still standing safe what is this a 2d10 but it's going to be 
and every person that was around you gets knocked out. The sack gets blown off of your head and you no longer feel the pressure of a bloodbender. Uh, you've got your hands cupped behind you and you see Iroh is just with this angry look at all the uh, all the people that were surrounding you. Oh, shit. Uh, man, I think I'm about to derail it again, but where's the axe? <laughs> uh, the axe is still over by the tent. It's over on your left. You, um, you can get to it with your movement speed. Can I get to it and pick it up with my teeth? With your teeth? Yes. Roll me performance? Oh, damn. That's new. Yeah, as you run over to try to pick it up, uh, you look over and you see uh, earthbenders are coming out of some tunnels that are underground. Uh, there looks to be, uh, you can't really tell because of you trying to rush over, and, but you also see people coming out of the factory now. But you go over, uh, go ahead and roll. I got a 18. 18, you successfully pick it up with your teeth. Steady. And then I run back to Iroh. <laughs> Let's roll initiative, actually, everybody, so that we can keep track of everything that's going on. A little easier. Okay. Am I rolling for Iroh or you? I will roll for Iroh, um, especially because you're not there, but you get to roll as well. What'd you guys get? I got a 14. Yang oh. actually rolled low. It's a uh, 16, 12 plus 4. So Jaeger got a 14, Yang got a 16? Yep. Okay. Alright, so you run back over to Iroh. Uh, Yang, you are still quite a ways away, even though you are, are you are in initiative order. It is going to take a little bit of time for you to get there. I want you to roll me a d6. Uh, Yang. Alright. See, now I'm afraid to roll, because if I roll too high, am I going to be too late? If I roll too low, am I going to be too late? You got me all worried and freaked out. Let the dice make the decision, With man. you, it's hard. I hate dice yeah. rolls. Hey, you know, it's, <laughs> it's ultimately the A natural six. Alright, you'll be there in six turns. Damn it! Oh, God. <laughs> See, that's why I hate those. Uh, that's why I hate rolling dice. It's like I think a high number is going to be a good thing. Nope. It's all good. So we've got a. Uh, you run back. You ran back over to Iro. Um, a waterbender is going to look at you. You can tell it's a waterbender from your clothes, and he goes to try to uh, bloodbend you again. Uh, Jaeger, if it weren't for it being a full moon, you would roll for this. However, yeah. it's an auto success. So you immediately freeze again and you drop the axe out of your mouth. Am and I able is... to speak? You can still speak, uh, but you have no control over any other part of your body. Okay. I yell at Iroh to tell Iroh, grab that axe and get out of here. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> They're not going to take us both. Catch my Iroh. Next is an Earthbender. It's going to... It's going to do 
rock form. Normally this is a, a move that does 4d6 bludgeoning damage. Instead, we are going to have it do just the 3d6. Uh, just so people are clear. Uh, rock form is a move that requires no DC uh, just because it is an earthbender shifting a giant rock from the ground and hammering it down uh, at the area that they're going for. You see one of the earthbenders grabs a rock from the ground and lunges it towards Iroh. And he shouts, Take down the bison! Oh wait, there is no roll. What am I doing? So he does 3d6 damage. He does 12 damage to Iroh. So he lunges this giant rock against Iroh and he kind of braces for it. Gets the hit. You see the impact really... It, it affects him as he arcs back a little bit and then looks back vigorous as ever going towards the earthbender that did that Jaeger it is your turn however you are being bloodbended so there's nothing you can do right now uh, with it being a full moon there's there's no uh, there's there's nothing you can do uh, next up is another waterbender this waterbender is going to try to cast ice spikes he runs up to Iroh, casts Ice Spikes, so this will actually affect Iroh and you, Jaeger. Okay. You both take 1d4 piercing damage, because the ground that you are on is difficult terrain. So you both take 1 damage. Uh, you start to see ice spikes form under your feet, Jaeger, and it's just piercing, piercing your feet, hurting like crazy, but you cannot move to take in. You just have to take in the hurt. Next is Iroh. He's going to look at the, uh, the bender that is holding you steady to charge. He is going to charge into the waterbender that is holding you. Iroh, don't do that. Alright, I need that waterbender to roll the DC dexterity, and it fails. So it's going to be take it charges head first into this waterbender, doing he rolls poorly on damage. He charges into that waterbender and tries to knock it off of its feet, but it is able to it Although he takes the brunt of the impact, he is able to kind of ground himself still. Let me roll uh, concentration to see if he holds. And nope, you are free from the bloodbending grasp at the moment. One of the earthbenders that's over here is going to cast Stone Bolt against Iroh. Um... What Stonebolt is, it's just a rock that comes out of the ground and they punch it towards him. So he slams his foot down, a piece of earth comes up that is in a, looks like almost a spike, and punches it towards Iroh. Let's see if it hits. It definitely misses. Iroh saw it was coming and just kind of like whips it out of the air with his tail. 
uh, with a gust of wind from that. He looks over, uh, the Earthbender looks over at you, looks over at Iroh, and Earthbends himself into a tunnel and shuts it. Next is the Waterbender that was holding you. Um, he's got a giant bison right in front of him. So he goes to try to punch Iroh with sheets of ice on his hands. And that'll definitely hit. And he is punching straight into Iroh's face, doing a pretty decent amount of damage, actually. Gets to, he attacks Iroh for 11 damage. Just Jesus. punches him straight into the nose. Iroh is not happy with this at all. And just angrily stares him down. Uh, Yang, you are still flying. Uh, for the listeners, mechanically, uh, anytime an airbender tries to fly beyond the first turn, it costs a chi. For the sake of this, we are bypassing that. Uh, just, I'm just saying that for the listeners, just that yeah. they have an idea. Uh, next up, we have the earthbender. There is also going to earthbend a tunnel and run through and shut it. He's not even going to engage in this fight anymore. Jaeger, it is your turn. You've got your hands blocked. Um, you've got the metal bracing, and your hands are covered in ice. Oh man! Over um, to your how side. How far away is that waterbender? The one getting attacked by Iro? Yeah. Uh, they're a distance enough to where you can run over and fight. Okay, but my hands are still bound and frozen, yeah. Correct. And the axe is right by me. The axe is at the ground again. Okay, so I'm gonna make the moral decision, which I feel is uh, worthy of somebody seeking redemption, and I'm gonna run towards the waterbender and shout, Iroh, grab my axe and get out of here. And while I'm running, uh, am I allowed to do a drop kick? <laughs> How would that uh, work mechanically? Mechanically, that would be unarmed damage. Okay. How do I figure that out? Unarmed damage is just your strength modifier. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Okay. And I'm gonna try to look at Iroh in the face and give him a wink. Alright, you go and try to do that. Uh, roll to see if you would hit this waterbender's AC. I got a nat 20. That definitely hits. With the being a nat 20, as awesome as it is, you don't double the damage since it's not a dice. Right. But you yeah. do hit this guy, uh, kind of stirring him off of his feet a little bit. How much damage is this? Um, so would that just be two? Like would yep. I just, uh, then I guess it's just uh, two, I guess. Okay. Uh, let me double check something to help you out. Here. Yeah. Firebender. Do I roll it should, a D? Do I roll a should. D six and add the two, or do I? Is it just the plus two? Unarmed combat is just your um your strength. Double checking that, but I feel very confident in that. Okay. I think if it's an unarmed attack, I think it's one plus your strength modifier. And yeah, I know if it's, it's, I know it's critical, no if it's a critical, the one gets doubled, 
and the strength modifier gets doubled. At least that's how it has been with every homebrew or something like that. I don't know the official rule, but that's always what I've been told by DMs. From what I've always been told, unarmed attacks are just your strength modifier with a minimum of one. So if you have a minus one, you still do one damage. So I was wrong. You were right about the one plus strength modifier. So yeah, it would be instead of three, it would be four damage that you get done. But with criticals, the only thing that gets doubled are dice rolls. So not the full-on attack. Gotcha. Okay. Snets to me. Alright, so Jaeger, you go and you just dropkick this dude straight in the face. Yeah. You do that, and one of the... Oh, you do take a d4 of ice damage from the terrain that you had to walk through. Right. Jesus, you take four ice damage as you run through that icy terrain. No, I take but four? You, you take four ice damage, yep. Okay, yeah, just for me to keep track. Got it. And you see the one waterbender that's near you is going to... He is going to cast Water Bolt. So he just pulls some water out from his um, his water skin, runs up and smacks you with it as though it's a crack of a whip. Let's see what he gets. He rolled a nat one. He definitely does not hit you. You see it and you just kind of... Um, you're able to do a, a really awesome looking twist to get out of the way of it. Uh, Iroh looks at you and heard what you said, uh, runs over, uh, grabs the axe, and flies off. boy. Next up is the waterbender that's in front of you. They are going to also try... No, they're going to do another... They're going to do another ice punch. They're going to punch you in the gut with a fist of ice. Oh, God. Does a 14 hit your AC? Uh, it's just below it. Alright, it misses. So you see what he's trying to do, and you just kind of, like, use their momentum and roll away from it. Okay. Next is your turn. Uh, so, at this point, I'm deliberately trying to get captured. Okay. So, can I, is there, like, a thing I have to do to, like, concede, or do I just tell them, or... Uh, yeah, you can speak. Listen, you guys already got me cuffed and my ride is gone. I'm not gonna even bother. And I sit down on the ground and crisscross applesauce. Before you even get the chance to sit down, you feel that icky feeling as this. Something is forcing you, crunching your skin from the inside out, and you get forced down to the ground, your face is rubbed against the dirt as the waterbender that was further away from you is bloodbending. Ah, come on, I already gave up. What more do you want from me? Hey, you put on quite a show. Yeah, I think I did up, a pretty good job. He walks up kind of confidently. Bold words from somebody who can control the other person's body while they're cuffed twice yeah well you tried to put up a fight while you were already cuffed and one of them 
kicks you in the gut. Take you taking let me the one that uh, you were on that you were in the most combat with uh, kicks you in the gut for two damage. That's fine. The storm you're about to get is going to be far worse than anything that I could provide in this state, and I don't want to miss that show. And they don't even seem phased by what you're saying. Uh, the one that's not uh, bloodbending you is like it's kind of strange how um. It's kind of strange how he doesn't even seem to fight back. I mean, he's a waterbender after all. Can I look him in the eyes and use intimidation? Uh, yeah, try it. Hell yes, daddy. I got an 18. <laughs> yeah, the dude looks down at your eyes and you just have this death stare into his soul and he just, he's like, uh. And the other one is um, like, ah, don't even pay him any mind. We've already just just get that sack over his head. We cut over to Yang. You're flying in the sky, rushing to get back uh, to Jaeger. And in the very near aerial distance, you see Iroh flying towards you. Um, heart sinks a little bit, and I try to catch up to Iroh. Yeah, you guys are um, heading towards each other, so it's very you can very quickly reach him. Uh, I notice Jaeger is not there. You also see um, roll me a perception check. Do I really have to? I think I would have noticed him getting injured. Um, Nineteen plus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely see his fur is ruffled. Uh, he just has this look and this energy about him that you've only felt one or two other times. I land on his head. Before you even have the chance to grab his reins, he whips back, heading towards the factory. Ira, let me get on first! Oh, you... <laughs> So, as soon as I get on Iroh, I actually urge him on, and uh, when we get within range, I am actually going to have him skydive down and use air blast. Okay. Jaeger, you've got a sack over your head again. You're being led into what you can only presume is the factory, because you didn't hear any earth shifting for a tunnel underground. Uh, as you're walking, what's going through your head as you're caught for a second time? Um, it's really stuffy. As you're thinking that, you're hearing one of the waterbenders um, speaking to somebody, and on this end, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we got one of them." Yeah, there's there's another one that kind of ran off. The the bison took off. Yeah, yeah, I know, boss. I know, boss. Oh, oh. Well, he already hung up. And he uh, begins to talk as though he's speaking to the other waterbender, but immediately gets interrupted when he goes, Is that the bison? No, come on. <laughs> wow, another frickin' net 20. Nice! So both those waterbenders, I just rolled a nat 20 for that air blast that you were just talking about, Yang. 
Those two, there's no way in hell they'll even survive it. Iroh blasts the two of them with a whip from his tail, and they go flying off, uh, knocking themselves out as they bang against the ground. Iroh lands uh, right next to you, Jaeger. By now you know his familiar thud, 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 thud. I did six, right? Because it's six legs. And Yang, you see... You see Jaeger is tied up at his hands. Uh, he's got a sack over his head. Jaeger, you no longer feel the pressure of bloodbenders. Yay! I am gonna use Bladed Breeze on Jaeger's wrist cuffs. Uh, that's gonna take mighty precision. So roll me a hybrid roll. An Arcana... Um, use Arcana as your modifier to see if you can hit this. Precisely. This is gonna be tough. Jaeger, uh, I just want to say you're amazing, man. How? 17 plus 2, I think. Nope. 17 plus 3, dirty 20. Dirty 20 is enough. You are able to hit it, and I know the damage that Bladed Breeze does, so describe how you hit this thing. I am just calm upset at this point and I jump off of Iro helicopter up and come down screaming as hard as I can as loud as I can because I'm just upset I'm tired I'm tired of being manipulated I'm tired of being bound by my family I'm tired of being bound by tradition and I use all of my anger and frustration and I break the chains. I break the manacles. Alright. Jaeger, you just kind of push your arms backwards and just pray you don't get stabbed in the back by Yang. Uh, and you don't. Uh, you still have your sack on your head so all you feel is just this lightning, this this uh, lightening, you know, of... Um, pressure in your hands you don't feel the ice blocks which by now your hands were feeling incredibly cold uh and you feel the the bracers um break off and you hear them land on the ground what took you so long well i had to deal with a corrupt cop well i hope you learned an important lesson today as a bonus action i want to shove the nearest person 10 feet away from us. Uh, since everyone is knocked out, you get to choose on a pile of knocked out bodies. Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> Iroh, um, reaches up, bites the, uh, the sack, careful not to bite you, Jaeger, and just pulls it off your head, throws it onto the ground, and gives you a big lick as he goes, <laughs> Well, Thanks. I'll be. I'll make sure to get you some cabbages. And you see his eyes widen. He goes <laughs> and starts smelling on you as if you have cabbages in your clothes. But did you take care of my axe? You see, his mouth kind. Of, he he shuts it for a little bit. You can see like through the cheeks that he's moving his tongue around, and he finally opens it, sticks his tongue out, and you see the axe covered in saliva, is resting on it. Uh, Yang, you want to help me with this? 
I help Jaeger by grabbing him by the scruff of his shirt. And... Well, it's not my shirt. <laughs> and, uh... I'm gonna basically be like, so... Can you tell me why a detective in Beilong is really interested in you right now? Well, I imagine it's either my arson record or the two people I killed in town. Well, like I already assumed it was because of the two people you killed in town since he made it a big deal. Well, I'll have you know, I was just walking down the lane, minding my own business. And two well, guys... I need to get you out of here anyway, so let's go. Hang on, we're not done here yet. We just And got they're started. already on their way. Who's on their way? The police. Why are they coming here? <laughs> yeah, Yang, why are they coming here? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, like, you got the warrant, right? We don't need any help. Well, here's the deal. I can't get a warrant unless I turn you in for murder. And by the way, I tried to explain to them it was probably in self-defense. Not probably, it was in self-defense. Because that is what I was told. So... I don't know who this detective was, but he wants you for these murders. Well, I'm sure he does. He's a detective. And you told him where to find me. Well, that was before I knew he wanted you for murder. We went through... We went through... At least an hour and a half talking about how I needed to blend in. And you tell them right where I'm at? I... Didn't mean to. But that's beside the point, Jaeger. I never expected this mission to be so botched. Really? Yeah. You couldn't have figured out that a criminal would have botched the most honorable organization this the the world has seen. Listen, there are people people's lives at stake. There are people down there who need our help. I don't even know if it's these people doing it anymore. Well, quite frankly, when you get bloodbended and forced into a bondage state, their reputation is kind of at question right now. Do I need, even need to mention that they attacked Iroh? Why did they attack Iroh? They shouldn't have even attacked. What What did you do? Listen. As you say that, as you say that, Iroh steps up, um, uh and positions himself next to Jaeger and just goes <clears throat> as he looks at you, Yang. Listen, I hopped the fence and I was walking along, minding my own business. And then... I told you not to do. let him do something stupid, Iroh! I didn't think it was that dumb. I was just going to get my axe. I had Iroh them pretty blinked. convinced, and then they decided to put me in the slave trade too. Or whatever they got planned down there. Well, we better hurry up then. Iroh, bust the doors. Let's go. We're getting this over with. We're not leaving without something. Yes, that's why I told him to bust the door open. Oh, wait, you're going inside? 
We gotta make this fast, Jaeger. We're gonna make it fast. Because unfortunately he knows your name too. Oh, thank you. But does he know that I'm... Oh. No, but if you want my honest opinion, I honestly think he might be. Hmm. I couldn't tell because he was wearing gloves. We're gonna be fast. Can I describe the detective to Jaeger as we're busting this factory open? Uh, yeah. Um, the detective looked like a very... Mm, a very well individual. Um, very clean-shaven, clean-faced. Uh, his hair was ruffled just a little bit, most likely due to the stress he's dealing with being that detective and stuff like that. Uh, the trench coat, the gloves, the police badge at his side. Uh, no noticeable features that you would remember, Jaeger, especially considering the fact that he wasn't scarred to hell. Yang. No, you're describing it to Jaeger, so oh, I'm saying... Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Does it sound like anybody you know? That sounds like a pretty generic cop. Detective man. That man. James Gordon. I, I, I wouldn't know. Alright. It's been a hot minute anyway, so I'm sure they've got new people I wouldn't even recognize. But regardless, we gotta be fast. Besides, All if right. they're looking for a firebender, well, I don't see a firebender here anyway. So let's get this done. Let's do it. We break into the factory. And that is where we'll end the session. Oh, damn. So Wait, are we are we picking up later this week to, to conclude this section of the journey? Thank you, everyone, for listening to Book One Search, Episode 14, Jaeger and Yang, Part 2, Tension. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter under the name Dicebenders D&D, all one word, and join us in our Discord. Links are in the description. This is a homebrew D&D 5e live-action playcast using Classmar. Blah. Class models partially based on dndwiki.com. I might just leave that in. This game is set in the world of Avatar, created by Bryke, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. The new bender class is already for playtesting. Drop by our Discord and tell us what element you'd like to bend to get a chance to use them, and leave us comments or concerns. Also, we're hosting a Halo Stream special October 24th at 5pm Central, where we're doing a Q&A at the end of a horror theme episode. So leave us a question wherever you find us, and we'll answer it live there on YouTube. And as always, subscribe for more shenanigans. We cut over to Kevin. Uh, he has found himself a very luxurious-looking um, clothing store. It is decorated on the walls with different types of, looks like, tuxedos. But you do see a couple of really fancy-looking uh, people having just walked out. Uh, you do see a couple of people excited that they got invited to Dini's uh, thing tonight. Uh, but you walk in, it's fairly empty now, and you see the teller. Or what the tailor you see the tailor um, putting away some of his um, measuring um, tapes he looks over and goes oh yes hello what can I do for you yeah I'm gonna need a a simple outfit a, a, a simple there is nothing simple in this glorious store 
I know, but my friend, he's a, let's say he's a, he's a firebender, and if I put in something fancy, I know that suit is not going to last too long. Well, I mean, we, we certainly have plenty of firebenders that come in through here, and they all seem to love their outfits. Perhaps that would be what uh, awakens something in him. Only the gods can help me, help on that one. <laughs> yes, the spirits indeed. So let's see what you have. All right, and he he uh, takes you over to his little desk. He sits you down. You start looking through the binders, and you're seeing all kinds of different extravagant stuff. He goes directly to the Fire Nation section, and you see the usual Fire Nation colors. You see a couple of ones that are like red and um, orange, orange and red, orange and black. You're seeing like a dark red. Uh, a dark red with another red. You're seeing reds and pinks, pinks and reds. Um, some lightish reds. Red, the pinks and reds is catching my eye, but this is light. This light red too. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Those actually they in fact sell the best. It seems like most firebenders love wearing. Some Especially pink. because that this is that is the new fashion these days for all the, the fancy ones out there. And with the act like we're red accent color, right? Absolutely, it adds an extra pop to the flair. If you get and also, saying. and you would have to have like actors makeup, would you? Actors makeup? Ah, oh, yes, yes, we do. And he kind of just gestures over to a wall, and you see it's like. Of just different kinds of um, dress makeups and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to need some flesh tone. Oh, he got some bad burns, and you don't want nobody to notice he got some bad burns because he's trying to pick up this lady tonight. So, ah, yes. So Ladies th- love pink. And something make him look, look, look like he worth something. So, I'm going to take me some of this. Um, Flush color to make sure his skin looks natural. Um, and he's about six foot. Okay, yes, we could make that work. He pulls out a pen and paper and starts jotting down the measurements that you start giving him. Uh, so you, you do that, you look at all of the makeups, you see the ones that match his skin tone, the ones that don't, the ones that look a little more clowny, the ones that look a little more uh, flush. Uh, and you get on with getting your outfit ready for the Jaeger. And you chose and he what a colors? pair of glasses. I glasses. chose, mm-hmm, like, you know, like some cool, some shades. Uh, and he kind of looks uh, a little disgusted as you say that. And he says, uh, if you want oh, you cool could... shades, you could just go to a convenience store, maybe. Or maybe, maybe a tasteful mask. Because I heard Luguini has a party tonight, don't it? Ludini? Yes, Ludini. Just, I heard he has a party tonight, right? Yes, uh, he does, he does. Uh, but he doesn't do masks at his parties. Oh, what a shame. Yes, I, I do keep telling him that would make for a fantastic theme, but he's not really into the theme so much as uh, showing movers and just having parties. He's new, Rich, isn't he? Certainly, Rich, certainly. 
Okay. He missing out. Let's get the suit and let's get this and let's get this makeup. But hold on, we got a suit. You know what goes good with the suit, right? I do tell, do tell. A pair of shoes. You can't have uh, a. You cannot have a, a fly suit without a good pair of shoes. I see you are a man of culture as well. So let's. What makes the the, the perfect shoe would make this suit pops tremendously well. What do uh, you recommend? You guys look over and all of his shoe selections. You see some very fancy ones, some I guess new age. Uh, that might be what's in right now. So you see some that look very nice for our time, very like uh, 20s and 40s, um, very 60s. You see like Sora shoes from Kingdom Hearts, very big shoes, uh, all kinds of different colors. You can basically pick whatever you want out of this. Okay, we got we got a beautiful, maybe like a black shoe with red engravings. Looking oh, like a flame. I see, I see. And he, he goes over and you guys find one. It's like fancy sketchers basically. It's like the best way to describe that. Alright, how much how much was it from me? Uh well that depends. Are you renting the suit out or are you purchasing? Purchase. Uh this should run you at a solid three hundred pieces. I'll charge it I'll I show him my family a uh, crest, and I'm like, I'm gonna charge it to, to my account. Oh, I see. You are a member of the Higgy family, of course. I could, I could tell from the taste that you have, and obviously, looking at your wares, you are Southern tribe. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Ah, yes, yes. And he smiles, and he's like, "It's been a while since we've had some Southern tribe coming in." Sure, you're you're right about that. My friend was telling me how he came to a place like this, picking out the right outfit to ask my mother out for a date. Oh yes, we, uh, you can find us all over the United Provinces and even into the Republic Nation. Anytime you ever see Mako's tailory, you know it's good quality. You, uh, can I do a little history check for Sure, yeah. Uh, I want to see if he relates to the same Marco from the police department. <laughs> Why not? Uh, yeah, the police, the police Marco from Cora. Oh, so, so you're trying to get a history on this individual person? Mm-hmm. So I don't think a history check would do anything for that because you don't know this guy. Gotcha. You, you can do a history check to see, like, if you've heard of the company in by okay. chance that this company is related. Okay. 15, 3, uh, This company has a relation to the guy. Yeah. I'll take the suit, the makeup, charge the account, and, right. I, and I had him, and I had him 15 in care to say like, say like, thank you for your services. Oh, yes, thank you, and thank you for your thank you for coming in. And you write him out a check for now two hundred and eighty-five. Um, rip it off your checkbook and hand it to him, and you hand him the fifteen, and you walk out, and you have a very nice fancy suit for Jaeger that he's going to be so happy to see when uh, when you give it to him. 
I forgot a bum ass hat for him. Oh well. And a bow tie. You know what? I gotta go walk back in that shop and, and grab that. <laughs> You're gonna grab a bow tie? Sure, a nice tie, maybe a hat to go with it. It is. Right, that would, that'll be it an extra that 25. Shoot, sure, I'll hand him that cash. Alright, so yep, now you have a hat, bow tie, fancy shoes, fancy dress. Yep, and I'm heading back to the tea shop. Alright y'all, I hope that was really fun to listen to. Um, we do have other bonus scenes at the end of a few of our other episodes, so if you have never listened all the way over to the end uh, of episodes, I would definitely go back and check that stuff out just to see which ones have them or not. Because... Uh, it is a lot of juicy details that go on at the end of these episodes. Anyway, you have a wonderful day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for y'all, honestly. Uh, take care.